Welcome to another episode of The Blind Spot, a safe space for blind and visually impaired individuals to share their stories and life experiences. I'm Kayla Aliquin. And I'm Melissa Altador. So last episode, I mean, I hope you guys have been enjoying the past few episodes on family dynamics. I know we we talked a lot. We covered a lot. Like one of our episodes was like an hour and 15. Yes. Something like that. <laughs> and one was an hour and like 40, some 44, I think it was. Yes, so we yeah. went on. We went on for a lot, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's a lot to to cover. So I know it's, it's a little it may be a little overwhelming, but I hope you guys really enjoyed what we've been doing so far on family dynamics because it's a lot to cover so yes, definitely <laughs> yeah. and for our continuous um i am time to say yeah our continuation of family dynamics i'll take it from here um we will be discussing dating and how that affects our family dynamics being the fact that you know we're all either in a relationship with someone that has the same disability as us like uh, being blind and visually impaired or some if you're with somebody that has 2020 vision and they're and you know you're the one that's done on dating them and how their family reacts to you dating them as well so we're gonna touch a little bit about that and we'll talk a little bit about our backstories briefly you know so you guys have a better understanding and everything like that um, so Kayla, would you like to go first? Yeah. So, um, so, um, I, I mean, dating as a blind, visually impaired person, um, I mean, I was in a, the first relationship. I mean, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't count, um, my first because it was more of a kid relationship than anything else. It was more like hanging out together. Um, mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, just being together, hanging out together. It wasn't like going out. Like I, I started dating when I was like, I, I guess my first real relationship was about 19. Mm-hmm. So I was already coming out of high school. I was about to graduate high school and then, you know, going off to college as a blind person. So that's, you know, where you have your learning experiences. So oh, definitely. Um, so um, my first relationship, I, I didn't tell my parents right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it was kept a secret for a while. I mean, we talked on the phone all the time and we, we didn't really see each other really in person until I I think it was about, we started talking in about, it was like January, March kind of thing. And then okay. we started going out in August. We went on our first date. So, <laughs> and then, you know, we did a few things, but it was mostly like t- my, most of my relationships have always been talking on the phone and just, mm-hmm you know not spending time like most probably most people like going on dates and Mm -hmm. hanging out like that so i i think for us in the blind community that's most i'm sure it was like that for you too Mm. you know most of your relationships were on the phone or or even like in your programs if you went to one of those pre-roll programs you probably yeah i'm sure you you've encountered that as well (laughs) okay so when did you decide to you know with your first relationship did they ever come to the house to meet your family um they did okay they did how did Um, that go um it it went well I mean you know as a relationship went on they weren't really too (laughs) I mean let me just put it like this Mm -hmm. the your parents are not gonna like everyone no they're not no one is good for you like not you know (laughs) they're not gonna like everyone Mm -hmm. and it's just 
you know, they want the best, you know, parents want the best for their children. That's in general, but particularly for us, you know, and especially not to make it a whole like gender thing, but they want at least for the girls to have someone that can take care of them. And that's, and that would have been okay then, but now it's like we both have to be having something for ourselves, you know, like having our own thing, which we'll talk about when we talk about romantic relationships and expectations and things like that. But I feel that now it should be a 50, it should have always been that way, but I feel that it should be a 50, 50 thing. It shouldn't just be a one, a one sided, um, thing where the guy has to be the provider and the woman doesn't have to do that no it should be on both of us to do that yeah like I know um my first real relationship it was always like I was the one that was doing everything Mm -hmm. so it was like okay like what is he doing like he I mean he wasn't really I mean, in the beginning, he was he wasn't really working. So I was in college, you know, when mm-hmm. we got a little bit more. I mean, we were friends for a long time. It was mm-hmm. a on again, off again kind of thing. So, and, you know, my in 2015, it was like uh, I was the it, one that was doing a lot of the everything. So mm-hmm. and he wasn't really doing and he was a mama's boy. So that oh, was, wow. we'll talk about that, guys. We'll <laughs> yeah, you don't want you that. don't want to date mama's boys. Or, or mama's girls either. <laughs> it yeah. goes both ways, but mostly the mama's boys. Too. Yeah, because they want to get. They yeah. were they were super involved in the relationship. Oh no, that's not always a good thing. We'll talk about that too. Yeah. <laughs> that's not always the best. Yeah. Oh, but okay. Yeah. So it. it, it <laughs> I mean, I was paying for mostly everything, and like, I mean, I, at the time I was okay, but you know, now that I look back, I was like, I shouldn't have done that. I mean, you learn. You learn through experiences. You mm-hmm. learn by making mistakes. And that is not, true. you know, that's how you learn not to do certain things again. Oh, definitely. 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 That's how you learn. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, have you had any other relationships that, you know, um, your family has met anyone else that you've dated? How did that, opposed to your first mm-hmm. one, how did any so, other relationships that you had? So, after... Right after that, um, my family met um, someone else that I've dated, which I liked for a while. He was interesting. And my fa- my parents loved him up, in, you know, until, mm-hmm. you know, we stuff something happened that, right. you know, but we won't get into that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, he was good. You know, we I mean, it was just another one of those relationships like we were, you know, when I guess when you're in that what they call the in love of stage, stage, right, where right. oh everything, everything is, is all great. sunshine, yeah. lollipops Versus, and rainbows right, and, right. you know, and then usually the there's a book, um, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And it was a it was a sighting that it was by Dorothy, Dorothy Tenoff and mm-hmm. I forgot the other but the average lifespan of the in love experience is usually two years. And if it's a secret love affair, it's you, it can last a little bit longer. So I, oh, I wow. kind of relate. Yeah. I can relate to that because I've been in that in love experience where, you know, this person is great and mm-hmm. he's perfect, blah, 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 blah. And, mm-hmm. and then like about a year and a half to two years, it mm-hmm. just, it just wears off after a while. But then see, that's where the work really begins. I call that like the honeymoon stage. I mean, we all called it the honeymoon stage in a relationship, yeah. but that 
even, you know, I'm sure with your experiences, like, I'm, I know your family loved him, but did you tell, like, if you were upset with him, just for an example, if you were upset with him about something, did you ever tell your family anything um, about that or you kept that to yourself or what was that? I kept, mostly kept it to myself. Okay. I, I did not involve <laughs> my family and my, it, it, it was something that he and I dealt with, you know, we'll have mm-hmm. to deal with, but okay. you know, it was, it wasn't discussed with anyone, maybe okay. with my friends, but yeah, you know, not, yeah, not with your, yeah. we, I asked her that question because we, we want to emphasize, yes, yeah, I know we like to share things <laughs> because we want our family to know certain things, but it could also be detrimental to your relationship, especially if it's something extremely personal that you don't want them to know because um, it can ultimately, you know, come back and backfire on you or it could hurt someone else in the process. So you definitely, despite the fact that you're having conflicts with your partner, you still want to protect your relationship at any cost, you know? Mm-hmm. And you also want to respect your relationship as far as not spilling every dirty detail of your arguments or whatever conflicts you have. And I know that's hard to do sometimes because they see, you know, you upset. And in general too, they'll see you like upset about something and they, they want to know, like, I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to talk about it. Like, I don't want to talk about it, but they know something, they know something happened. It's, but I, you know, I'm sure a lot of you have experienced those moments where you're having an internal conflict with your partner and you want to tell someone, you run and you want to discuss it. But I feel that whatever you do talk about, you should protect your relationship as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, Melissa, now <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. so, I mean, now that I talked about, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit of my experience mm-hmm. and, um, what was your experience like? My, okay, so I can talk a little bit about that briefly. Um, my first dating experience, um, my first real dating experience, I should say, I was almost 16, so I was 15 and a half years old when I met this person. Um, and they are also visually impaired as well when I met them. And we hit it off right away like we were friends at first but there was an attraction there I'm not gonna say that there wasn't um there was a particular attraction to them because I met them um briefly through a mutual friend of mine who I'm no longer friends with but I met them through her and you know um there was a lot of history between them but I, you know, I knew about that and, you know, they had already had their time, their moment in the sun, as it were, with their relationships. So that was over and done with um, when I met them. So when me and this person started talking, you know, um, initially, no, I didn't tell my family either. I didn't tell anybody that I was seeing this person the only people I started to kind of spill over and tell was some of my friends because you know friends keep all your secrets sometimes yeah. sometimes they don't not always <laughs> but, I mean you'll, you'll but learn the ones, that yeah but the know, ones you trust yeah the ones you trust with 
everything. They, they, you know, they'll keep your secrets and they'll, you know, discuss that. But I did tell my close friends about it and I was pretty excited because, you know, I was in a relationship. I was a teenage girl. All teenage girls have that moment, you know, in their lives. But particularly for me, you know, especially being a person of visual impairment and dating another person with that same disability, it it felt comforting. And I, I'll say why, because sometimes I know um, when I was in junior high school, some people who did have 2020 liked me, but I kind of felt uneasy about that because I'm like, you only like me because of this or you like me because of the person that I am. So that kind of put my guard up a little bit, um, which we'll talk more about, you know, self-esteem and everything when we talk about mental health. But I kind of had low self-esteem at the time. <laughs> so my safe place was dating somebody that had the same disability as me, which it it, it can work out. Sometimes it doesn't. I'll, I'll be honest there. I'm the same way too. Like, yeah. you know, um, doing this podcast, you know, we're getting to know each other a little bit better, which, you know, yeah. a little more <laughs> because, I mean, yeah, we we were friends for a long time. But, you know, we, there was a huge gap that but we talked about in the last episode where, you know, we, didn't we were. We know a lot about each other at the time. Yeah. We yeah. missed a lot of like the coming of age moments where. Like, you know, you tell your friends, oh, I just did this for the first time. And it wasn't like that with us. Yeah, like, yeah. there was a moment where I didn't see her for a long time. Like, yeah, up until, like, 2019. We, we spoke to know. each other on the phone, but that was it. Like, I would call her for her birthday or I would call her. Or we text, text you know. Yeah, it was mostly calling each other. Calling each other at the time. So, but we missed a lot of those coming of age um, milestones. Like, I was, I was in college. Yeah. Like, most of my college life, I was, you know. I, yeah. Like we would talk about it, but we didn't never got into this di- deep dive and detail about yeah. what and then went she on. She was in, in her lives. college yeah. life, so I missed, you know, a lot, a lot of, of those that. things. Yeah. So it was a lot there, but you know, dating this person at the time, like, you know, we had good chemistry. Like I said, I my family didn't really know, but like um but there was a moment uh, that same year. This was back um, 2004. Um, I was in the Lighthouse Teen Program at the time. It was my first year there. And, you know, this person who was there, they were actually leaving. It was their last year because the lifespan of being in the program is two years. Yeah. So, you know, it was their last year there when we actually began like dating 2004 was a big year for me because I just started a new school I was with this person (laughs) and I started the lighthouse teen program at the time so it was a big big year (laughs) for a lot of coming of age milestones in my life at the time and um you know um at the time you know while I was in the program like we if there was a holiday like Christmas or Thanksgiving, we would throw like a parents and kids um, luncheon. So like there would be a parents meeting and during our lunch hour, it was like a potluck yeah, it was lunch. A potluck lunch. Yeah. So we would bring something. I brought food from home that my parents made for everybody. And 
my parents would be there for the whole day. They would spend the whole day with us. Like I would bring them with me. And then they actually, luck would have it, lucky for them, because, you know, we'll talk about more of that when we talk about romantic relationships and when it's the right time for your partner to meet your family. But for the purposes of this topic that we're in right now, um, at that time, as luck would have it, my mother actually got to meet the person that I was dating at the time. Um, and you know, her first impression, you know, she, she liked him a little bit, you know, um, and this was only, so this was fresh and like, I was with this person for only two months, but because of the event that was going on at the, at the lighthouse at the time, they had no choice but to meet. (laughs) So, because we were sitting at a table, he was sitting, um, you know, uh, at the table with me and my mom and my friends, my friends were at the table too. I never got to meet his mom in person, but I met her over the phone. Like she, she's a lovely lady. Like she's a tough cookie, but she loves me. She, I, I will, I will say that. I don't know what it is about the people I date and their parents or their moms, but I always get good, like, <laughs> feedback on the, I don't know what it is, yeah. but, like, his mom loved me a lot, and, you know, she thought I was a good influence on him at the time, which, you know, I guess, I guess so, and, um, but, yeah, that, after that relationship ended, like, I didn't really tell my mom, like, we broke up, I guess she kind of figured it out, the only person that really knew about that particular relationship was my cousin because wow. she overheard or she like caught him calling. Mm. So like, she's like, Oh, you're Melissa's boyfriend. Oh, that's uh, it. Like oh. she, t- she was telling someone that and I'm like, Oh shoot. She knows like, Oh man, that was like, you weren't uh. supposed to know about that. But I mean, it, it was, it was a typical teenage relationship, but I just didn't, really initially tell my parents at that time um after that relationship um I it was a long time before I dated someone else again um I took a lot of time out of that because I was not you never forget your first so for me it was a little heartbreaking we didn't end on bad terms it's just that it was still kind of heartbreaking because I you know that was my first one so it took a little time. <laughs> I think the first ones are always oh, the like, hardest one to let go of, mm-hmm. you know, even if, you know, it didn't work out for whatever reason, but, mm-hmm. you know. But after, you know, a few years, you know, I met somebody else and that relationship became a bit more serious at the time. And I made that mistake of letting that person meet my family um, early on. And because we were already having issues and I made, and because before that, I used to be the type of person I would over, not overshare, but I would tell my parents stuff like what goes on and whatever, whatever. But after how that relationship ended, which I'll talk more in detail when we talk about romantic relationships, that relationship ended horribly 
to say the least. And that left a very bad impression (laughs) with my family, particularly my mom and, you know, the people that were around me at the time. So I had to deal with like the cleaning up as it were. I had to basically pick up the pieces and deal with the baggage that he left behind with that relationship. So it was just a lot there. And, you know, fast forward (laughs) now in the relationship that I'm currently in, my family adores him. It took, it took some time. It took a little time, but eventually we're at a place now, like where my, my mom, like she asks about him all the time. Like she'll be like, Oh, did you speak to, you know, did you speak to this person today? I'm like, "Mm, yeah, (laughs) or not yet. Or, you know, little things like that. And, she actually got to meet him too a few months back so it was about time that happened a lot of those reasons why that didn't happen sooner but I better well I say better late than never but um you know she she loved him (laughs) she loves him actually like he's you know he stayed with me for two weeks he was at my house for a little bit so my mom got to see how we interact with each other as a couple and that's actually important too um I want to emphasize that like we both said your parents are not gonna like who you date but I think there should be some form of respect with that because especially it's hard enough for us to date when we have a disability so when we do find that person that we decide to see if this relationship is going to work the i it would make it easier if they just showed that you know that respect towards your respective partners of who you choose to date because it it is difficult i will say it's very difficult um but no my my family loves him a lot and i'm glad that they do because they didn't like the first, like the first one they liked only because, you know, they wanted to, you know, they didn't want me to feel bad for them, for their opinions. And, you know, everyone's going to always have something to say, whether it's good or bad. And it's up to you to figure out how you're going to, um, how you're going to deal with that. And I've, I've had, I've, I've taken the good, the bad and the ugly with my family because my family is not afraid to tell you how they feel about, especially about who I'm dating or, you know, what it is. So, yeah, it was, it was a lot. (laughs) And and it's really nice to have, you know, some to date, be with someone that not only will grow and change with you, but also like your family. Yes. If your family, they get along, they get, yes, that's another thing too. Like, um, I can give you a little backstory. Um, a couple months ago when my fiance was here and he was staying at my house for um the remainder of his stay um you know him talking with my mom because I left I stepped away for a minute Mm -hmm. to do something and I you know I had to go to the bathroom or whatever it was and I came back and I'm like they're talking to each other and even when you know I'm sitting there with him and they're talking I'm like wow 
that never happened with, you know, the last person I was dating because he didn't really interact with my mom as much. But, you know, with the person I'm with now, talked a lot, <laughs> a lot with my mom. And I love that. And, you know, that made her feel good, too, because my mom likes to talk a lot. Yeah. She does. And my mom's a very happy and outgoing person. So when you interact with her, like, she she likes to have a conversation with you. She wants to get to know you. And, yeah. you know, if my mom really likes you, that's that's a trick that <laughs> people will know. If my mom really likes you, she will talk your ear off. Like, yeah. she'll literally talk your ear off. If she doesn't, she'll tell me. And she'll like, you know, it, there won't be much interaction there. But if she does, like, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> you'll know very well. Um, have you had that experience, Kayla? Like, if, if you knew that your parents liked the person that you were dating at the time, like, how did you know? I remember when I was in my the relationship after my mm-hmm. first one, um, mm-hmm. Uh, this person and my dad were into anime. So one day, I, it was my birthday, I rem- and I remember this to this day, like, he and my dad were talking about anime, and it was like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I stepped away, like, just like you, I stepped away, you know, my mom was, you know, straightening my hair, whatever, and, like, they were talking, blah, 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 like, and okay. Like, huh? And like, I, and I just sat there, and I just let them talk. <laughs> yeah. Just let them interact, but- like, okay. Like, I, I, and, you know, it's, I can see that, you know, he and my dad, they get, they, he gets yeah, along with my dad and right. my dad, you know, that's, and it's good to see that. And mm-hmm. that doesn't always mm-hmm. happen. I'm sure yeah. you all can relate. That doesn't always happen when you. Sometimes they can talk and it's like, it's cordial, but you know, yeah. you could tell it's. Eh. But if they have actual like chemistry there and they're talking about whatever it is they're talking about, you're like, hold on. I'm yeah, left out of the They're talking about anime right. and video games right. and blah, blah, you know, like, okay. Like stuff that's. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> what guys talk about usually sports, right. anime yeah. and yeah. video games. And video games or, or anything else, you know, that comes to mind. So that's basically, I'm sure you've, you've had that. And that's good that you got to see that and you got to. Um, yeah, so it's a little similar story to Melissa. Like, you know. Yeah, we, we both have, you know, similar stories with that because I was very happy to see that. And I was sitting right, you know, in between them. So hearing their interactions really made me, you know, feel good. And, you know, my fiance also said, like, um, he was so happy that she made him feel welcomed because sometimes parents don't always bring the best of yeah. making you feel, you know, a certain way. Especially, like I said before, like dating as a person that has a visual impairment or total blindness, it's difficult as it is. And if your family's making it more difficult, it doesn't always help things. So for me, that was a huge relief off my shoulders. Yeah. That was that was a big, big sigh of relief that, okay, great. They get along. Perfect. <laughs> I, like, I feel like, like... You don't have to worry about yeah, them. You know, I mean, yeah, there might I mean, be some disagreements. Gonna, yeah, there's always going to be disagreements. But for me personally, that that was a big relief off my shoulders that that happened. And that that interaction really like helped things in the long run because I'm like great <laughs> like, <laughs> you know like sometimes she'll she's talking about 
me to him and I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. What's what's going on here? But it, it was good to see that that made me smile that day because I was like, yes, they they get along with each other. OK. Yeah. So um, I'm sure there's more stories yeah, about, you have, know, yeah, we di- dynamics. Okay. But, you know, um, and even like, you know, dating is not easy for someone. And I know like me and Melissa, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're still getting to know each other during this podcast. Like, yeah. And like, I can't imagine myself mm-hmm. dating someone who is sighted. I, I mean, I had, I met people that wanted to date, but I'm like, you have this wall up because, you know, sometimes the sighted world isn't always as it's friendly. Not always- it's not always it's kind. not kind to us like that so we have that well and for me personally i'll talk about that more when we do um romantic relationships for me you know my fiance was 2020 vision before he became totally blind and hearing his backstory of you know what he did and everything like that i'm like I mean, not to say I would have never, if I had met him prior to, I still would have dated him, but I think my perspective would have been a little bit different. Yeah. I wouldn't say I would never date somebody that was sighted. No, I, I can't say that because. I mean, I have talked to people mm-hmm. that have, you know, mm-hmm. that were 2020 and became blind because we mentioned, I think it was the, when we started Family Dynamics. Dynamics. Yes. That, you know, uh, and I'm sure Melissa could have attested to this too, that mm-hmm. we have talked to people and met people that have, you know, uh, we were blind from birth, so, basically. Yeah, so so it's, we've been dealing with this our whole lives. Yeah. There's, and there's people that are 15, 16 years in, or even 20, or more than 20 years, and it's still a learning curve for them, which it's still a learning curve for all of us. Yeah. For all of us. And this is why... I decided to do a podcast like this because we we forget that there's other spectrums of that out there that we never really talk about or that or we've never really we've seen, seen up until, until now, you know. Something. So it so we're we're learning with all of you as as we go on and I'm really happy that we we are doing this cuz like I'm learning a lot from meeting, you know, when we talk about friendships um, on our next episode, I met friends um, that, you know, have a different disability than I do, but they can see. But they're they're learning from me and I'm learning from them. So it's, mm. you it's, know. It's, you know, if they're in a wheelchair, if they have cerebral palsy and you're like, yes. what's it like to be in a to wheelchair? Like we yeah. can't, we can't imagine that because I, we, you know, we, we can never, walk. Just like they can't, you know, I was talking, you know, as a sidebar, I was talking to one of my good friends yesterday. She has cerebral palsy and she, but she's, um, she has 20-20 vision. And she said that she's like, I'm glad you guys decided to do something like this because I was afraid to ask you some questions because I didn't want to come off rude or insensitive. I'm like, no, I I appreciate your honesty because there's some people that wouldn't say that or feel or they feel awkward. awkward. Like they, you know, they don't know what to some. Maybe if you don't know what What to to say say, and that's fine. I'm sure you all can relate to that as well. You know, um, 
I'm sure you have people in your life that you've met over time that, you know, they see you with a cane or they see you with different things and they're like, uh, how do they approach this? And this is why we decided to do this because it's like, we're educating. We're educating, but we're also putting a more um, human element to it that you all can relate to because we all are still going through things like this in our everyday lives. So I wanted to, you know, to do something that we all can relate to. We all go through um, different aspects of life when we meet people and how they react to us and how we react to them too, you know. Um, That's why when we talk about family dynamics and dating, yes, I'm, that's why I said I'm happy that it turned out the way that it did because with the last two, you know, they were different experiences. Each of those were different experiences for me. And this one, I can say this one was sort of the best one out of all three because <laughs> at least I know that their interaction with my family really shows that, you know, hey, they get along great. That that put that takes the pressure off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hope I hope it all works out yeah you. thank you I can't wait to meet their family because as you know um thinking about it too like their family is a lot like mine so I feel that meeting them in person I think the pressure it there'll still be some kind of pressure there but it may be taken off a little bit I hope <laughs> I'm still I'm still a bit nervous, but we'll see how that goes. Sometimes I, I heard from somebody a little nerves is always OK. Yeah, you know, it's OK yeah, to be a little always, bit nervous. Yeah. You know? I, I learned that, too. Like I'm 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 like going crazy. Like, oh, I hope they like me. I, I hope, you know, you know, just just be yourself. <laughs> like don't yeah. don't try to fake. Just just be no. yourself. Yeah. Don't, you know, try but. not. Don't stress. <laughs> but this is why, you know, but. Hopefully, you know, in the future when you decide to date again, I hope that, you know, you find somebody that, you know, can grow and change with you. We'll talk a lot about that. Yeah. When we do that. Because it's very important because mm-hmm. I, I have been in situations where you would think that, oh, look at this person's great, blah, blah, blah. Like they and then two year a year and a half, two years later, like it's like we grow apart. Wait a minute. And then, like, you, and you, you know, you you go through different phases in your life like. You know, me getting a new position, like mm-hmm. it's it's a new phase, like that and then is true too. you know, and just uh, everything that comes along with it, it is it's just it's all gonna be the rest of this year new phases for me, mm-hmm. like, which I'm very excited about. That's great. <laughs> um, you know, we've we've all again we've all gone through phases, especially in dating. I'm sure all of you have had moments where you questioned was it the right decision for them to meet your family sometimes one now at least with the last relationship before this one I kind of do regret it and oversharing because that became part of a lot of um a lot of conflict there after so I'm I'm a bit more selective of what i do share with my family about things that 
you know he and I go through now you know yeah. I'm a bit more selective of that yeah I'm a bit more secret of that to say the least yeah. but I, I I'm with you too like, yeah you know, like like and always like bringing them to your home or to your family like I'm a firm believer of mm-hmm. this my house is a privilege not a saloon I I and I and I actually learned that from my general manager at my the college radio station where ah. I still do. So oh, okay, because you know the radio station people think they treat it as a uh, as it's their right. No, it's no. the it's a privilege. It's a privilege for you to come into my home and to mm. meet my family. And I'm sure, you know, my partner feels the same way. Like meeting his family would be a privilege too. You know, I. Uh, you know, a little backstory, like, you know, when he had um, surgery back in December, I actually, you know, I didn't speak to his mom on the phone, but she texted me because, you know, I was texting his phone, but she took it, I guess. Yeah. And she saw that it was me. And like, you know, she responded. She's like, hey, you know, this is me. Um, This is mother. You know, thank you for checking in on him. And, you know, that made me feel good because. I, I, you know, I wanted her to know, like, hey, thank, you know, thank you for <laughs> letting me know that he's okay, because, you know, I was, re- I was really, really worried. I wanted to know everything went well, and at that time, you know, I was like, okay, great, things did go well. <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not so anymore, but little things like that go a long way, and no, for, and I'm sure he feels the same way, like meeting his family is you know and not and i'm sure not everyone that he's dated in his past got to do that so i'm happy that you know at some point that's gonna happen for me and i i like i said i do have nerves but i'm i'm prepared for it it's okay to have a little nerves. just you know remember it's okay to be a little nervous yeah it's it's okay I'm, i'm prepared you know like he he's told me a lot about them so i have an idea of what to of what to expect when that time comes so <laughs> i'm i'm pretty prepared for that yeah and you know even with your friends too like i know some people like mm-hmm. they're like oh can I come to your house? I'm like, I don't just, I'm not the type of person who just lets anybody and in. in right. You don't want to, or even like our studio here is a privilege, yeah. not a saloon. Yeah. Like we, you know, we can't just let anybody have access to any place. Like if we're working, we're working, if we're hanging out, like I'll make a day to come see her. Or if we're doing like a group thing, I'll make sure everyone's schedules are in sync with mine. And I'm like, Oh, let's, go out let's do this today (laughs) like okay yeah like we're working on this you know the pod the episodes and we you know we do a little hangout we go eat whatever but you know it's it's all you know work 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 and then we eat you take a break here in between episodes you know and and we try to you know make that balance but we we're also going to be doing stuff together off you know off besides recording and doing this for you guys but that's the thing everything has a balance yeah. Everything has a balance. Um, you know, that's why we're talking about dynamics as well. Like our our family life has a balance as well cuz mm. you have to balance your family life with your dating life. Mm. Sometimes that can be a problem um if they become too involved or too intertwined with that, but the this is why you can mitigate that by 
like saying, hey, if I'm with my partner today, if there's something you need, let me know before that I spend that time. I That's happened to me a lot. I mean, you know, like my my mom would be like, oh, I need you to do. I'm like, no, no, no. Today is for this person. <laughs> like I specifically make sure that, you know, I'm spending as much time as I can. So it's it's a lot to yeah. contend with. It's a lot, a lot, a lot, which, mm-hmm. you know, we'll go in more detail of how you balance your family life, your professional life, and your dating. Yeah. You know. Because it's, it's going to be a lot, you know, especially, you know, now that I start working, you know, mm-hmm. it's like so that's finding that for you balance. To think about. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely something for you to think about. And for those of you who are already in that position, I'm sure you guys were struggling at the time. And I'm sure you all found a way how to balance all of that out. Which, you know, if you if you still are struggling, it's okay because it you're it's you're not always gonna get it right. Yeah. You're not always gonna get it right the first time or even the tenth time. It's it's still a learning process. No matter what, you know, it's yeah. still a learning process. But I'm sure, you know, eventually we 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 learn how to manage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, manage. or we're learning how to manage because yeah. you know, I am also a firm believer. Like, I and I hear this from Elvis Duran. You know, <laughs> I call Elvis Duran because you know, he's, if you're in the U.S., yes, but a day without awesome. learning is a day wasted. Yeah, so. that is absolutely true. I live by that too. <laughs> it, it's absolutely yeah. absolutely. And I even true. told like, like one of my interview questions. You know, was my first interview. Mm-hmm. Um, it was what are you most proud of in your professional life? And Mm -hmm. my response was, you know, the ability to uh, teach myself and learn new things because that a day without learning is a day wasted. That is absolutely correct. (laughs) And, and the ability to be creative as well, Mm because, you know, especially if you're working in audio and broadcasting, you can be creative I mean, kind. I guess you still have some form of boundaries, but you kind of have a little bit of freedom because you're choosing what you want to put out, like us doing this podcast or how we want to put it out there. Exactly. Doing this podcast together. We have that ability to choose our topics, to do backstories, to tell you, to give you practical tips on how to deal with things. So that's what we want in creative freedom. You know, a lot of jobs when we talk about jobs doesn't the corporate world have doesn't that, always have allow that, that. Mm-hmm. yep doesn't always allow that in any way but yeah unless of course if you work in a company that you know i mean i guess you have that balance you can have somewhat of creative freedom and also you know mm-hmm. that is true too but you know, <laughs> the corporate world is not you know it's not it's, it's very structured sometimes yeah but um but no that's that's why you know having these discussions on family dynamics and dating and navigating life just in general, you have to find that balance. Yeah. And that's why, um, you know, we're talking about that because. So you don't feel so stressed and yeah, overwhelmed you and oh. you're like, oh my God, how like, am I going to do it? Because even I get stressed too sometimes because I'm like, I want to be with my friends, but I have something else to do. Or I like, your head's always going to be in so many different places, but it's your job to know how to manage all of that. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, you're, you have to figure all that out and we all are learning. We're all learning how to do it. 
Okay, so I think we've covered, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit briefly on, you know, family dynamics and dating. Yeah. We'll be talking more about that um, when we do our episode on romantic relationships. Yeah. So um, we want to thank you guys for listening to yeah. our family dynamics series. It's it's awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. if you guys. I know it was a lot it to was a lot handle. To, <laughs> a lot to cover yeah. and a lot to handle, but mm-hmm. I hope you all you know, enjoyed listening to all of our storytelling yeah. and <laughs> and I hope you all learned something from, you know, this topic. And, you know, again, for any future topics, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at the Blends Instagram. And if you have any questions, if you're not social media savvy, you can email us at the blind spot at gmail.com. Absolutely. And and I'm sure we we have to figure out a way to put that. Yeah, in so our we'll, put, we'll put that in <laughs> our description. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, so that way you guys can either listen when you click to listen to our episodes. And, and also, listening. um, I also want to mm-hmm. mention this, too. Yes. Um, uh, if you want to donate to this podcast, um, you click on the link in our description. Um, yes. Click and on the link and follow whatever the steps you need to do to, do to, and to donate. And you may, you know, give as much as you can because we know, you know, things, times are hard right now. So we appreciate any donation that you can give us to help us grow yeah. and expand and everything like that. We deeply appreciate that. We, yeah. we really welcome that. Um, so for our next episode, which um, I will be introducing, will be friendships. Yeah, very important. It's very important. We're going to, Kayla and I are going to be talking about our friendship because we've been friends for a long time. Um, I will be mentioning a few other people that I've been friends with for a long time. And you'll hear a lot of storytelling with that. We have a lot to cover there. (laughs) So you'll get to know our, how our friendship came to be. We, we, we touched briefly on our second episode well, we talked about in the that, series the yeah series in the of labeling we yeah. talked we talked about our friendship a little bit but now we're gonna go and more we dove in into it a little bit more yeah. when we did the family yeah dynamics. and family dynamics but you'll get a bigger picture when we discuss our friendships and discuss friendships in general so and i think they they mostly start you know we now we're out of the home we're gonna start when you're in pre-k in Mm pre-k yeah Yeah. so that's when interaction really begins and that's where a lot of how you you know meet people begin as well so our our stories will be similar we didn't meet each other at the same time no but we will be you know I can't wait to hear her pre-K story because I'm sure hers was a lot <laughs> interesting than or maybe mine similar or maybe similar, similar but yeah. we'll see we'll, we'll see, see what how happens. that goes. Um, so you'll get a bigger picture of how our friendship became to be and how it lasted so long and things like that. Because there's some because I can say for me, she's one of my best friends. Kayla's one of my best friends and. It's hard to find someone that you're really close with in the blind community because it's hard, guys. It's really hard to maintain those friendships um, because, you know, things happen, you know, which we'll talk about, too. Like, sometimes you guys grow apart. Sometimes conflict happens. and Or, like us, it just, it, it, you know, we may talk on the phone, but, you know, we miss. It was a huge it was, gap. It was a huge gap. So I missed a lot of, like... The big milestones, which I made up for, you know, she told she tells me about them, but I wish I was 
with her at the time when they were happening you know and um like a lot of like a lot of my close friends like some things i did miss out on and i'm like oh my god I like didn't her know you like your that. relationship yeah. like oh my gosh like, like i i didn't, I didn't know. know how to handle that yeah like, yeah you know? i didn't know either but knowing that now and hearing about it now i'm like oh okay like i'm not upset that because we it's not like we had conflict with each other or anything it's just life happened we went on and we did our separate things and when we reconnected more, I was like, oh, you went through that? Like, and I now, didn't know. And now <laughs> like, we're working together. Yeah. So it's like, you know, <laughs> I guess balancing our friendship and working together. You I know, mean, that I think we're doing pretty good <laughs> so far with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're doing pretty good with that yeah, so I far. I think so, too. It, it's different. Like, wow, I've never imagined us doing a, a, podcast. a podcast. Like, <laughs> No, I, I never thought that either because when I conceived the idea in my head of how I wanted it to be, I'm like, who am I going to want to work with that is going to talk about all these things with me? And I told Melissa, like, listen, you know, my background in media and communications and, you know, luckily I was lucky to find a position or have, you know, someone found me a position Uh, that, you know, had the description that, you know, it, that would relate to my media and communications. Yeah. So So I mean, yeah, it's not radio, but it's Mm -hmm. audio editing and, Hey, yeah, start it's, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so but it's, it's good. Perfect. Like, you know, I'll be su- I'll be successful in no, this no, job. Definitely. So. Definitely. Which I'm so excited for you. That, about that. And, and this podcast. Yeah. And whatever. Yeah. Other endeavors that we have, you know, that's the thing, too. We want to support each other in whatever it is that we're doing and every little thing that we're doing, which we'll talk about that, too, when it comes to our friendships. Um, but thank you again, guys, for listening today yep. for this episode. I'm Kayla Aliquin. And I'm Melissa Altador. And thank you for listening Thanks. to The Blind, Blind Spot. Spot. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.